Hello, my friend. This is Clyde. Give it your best shot. There is to be a meeting with all the current athletes and wannabes in the auditorium this afternoon after school. So said the notice. You walk in and the place is buzzing. Numerous students have turned out to the meeting. The place is rocking with music and there are some food stations all around and the atmosphere is electrifying. Then without fanfare, a voice comes over the microphone. Hello, everybody. It is a strong, powerful voice. In a flash, the music stopped and all eyes turned to the podium. Coach just walked in and with two words, he had the whole room looking at him. The footballers were seated in one section and the cheerleaders were together. The marching band members were huddled together and the coaching staff, they were standing at the back of the room. But as the room settled down, you got the sense that this was not a pep rally, that coach was here for business. He started off by talking about the last year. The footballers lost the championships and came home with nothing. The cheerleading team went to a big rally in the state capital and they came home a disappointing third. The volleyball team was expected to reach the state finals. They barely made it past the county level. The track team had a few promising athletes, but in the end, just a few trophies and consolation prizes were won. And then he turned the tables. Some of our promising athletes became prima donnas, he said. They got involved in drugs and alcohol and sex, and some were missing classes. And generally speaking, lots of people were turning up with failing grades. The room was still. Nobody moved. Nobody said anything. The words of the coach hung over the crowd like a thick black cloud. This was not what we expected. But he continued, I have been doing some soul searching. What happened to our bright and promising athletes? Where did we go wrong as the coaching staff? It's as if we totally lost it. We were not in it to win it, none of us. All the hype about talents and tons of resources, and at the end of the year, we had nothing to show for it. Well, I'm here to make some things clear to all of you. The coaching staff, the athletes, the cheerleaders, everyone in this room, listen to me. This is D-Day. Things are going to be different this year. I've asked the principal and administration to get us a new trophy cabinet, which will be sitting in the hallway as you all come in. We intend to fill it up this year. We are here for reset. I'm going to ask you one thing and one thing only. Anyone who is willing to give your all so that we fill up that new trophy cabinet at the end of the year, please stand. Everybody stood up. This year is going to be different. Training is going to be tough all across the board. I've had a meeting with the teaching faculty and I have their commitment that they will be really tough on our athletes. The ancillary staff have given me their word that they will be working with us to ensure that we get all that we need. At the end of the year, I want trophies. I want scholarships, many scholarships. I want the media to be talking about our outstanding sports team. This year, we are going to be the school that we were meant to be. We're going to make the community around us be proud. We are giving it our best shot. For a moment, there was a hush. 
Then from the back of the room, one kid started to clap slowly and others soon joined in. And before long, kids were cheering, crying, hugging each other. And on the screen behind the coach were those magic words, give it your best shot. Paul, the great apostle, had such a meeting. In fact, you and I were there. Paul had a meeting with a bunch of Christians and he talked about his life and the many successes and great achievements, but he had this thing inside of him that said that that was not enough. He spoke about his personal reset, his new perspective that he wants to be a better Christian, to be more like Jesus. Then he got to the place where he said that he has not yet become the Christian he was called to be. This guy was winning souls for Jesus all over. This guy had given up personal safety to preach the gospel everywhere he went. And here he is saying that this is not enough. Not that I have already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. If he is saying that he's still got more work to do for Jesus, then what can I say? Last year, I barely told anybody about Jesus more than probably five times. Oh, I went to some big church conferences. I watched all the Christian movies that came out. I go to a nice church, fancy seating, great music program. And in fact, the length of the Sunday service has got to be a little over an hour and the parking lot is full every Sunday morning and we have four services every Sunday. We're doing good, but Paul doesn't think so. We grew a lot, but many of the new members came from other churches. Well, let's hear the rest of what Paul is saying to us today. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. But if you thought he was talking about himself, think again. All of us then who are mature should take such a view of things. That, my friend, is what we are talking about today. <laughs> it's not just the pastor who needs a reset. All of us as Christians need to hear Paul loud and clear. We have work to do. We've got souls to win for Jesus. We have a goal that is still not met. We need to report to work to share the gospel. We need to be like Paul and press on toward the goal. And what is that goal? To win a whole lot more souls for the kingdom. The goal is to empty hell and fill up heaven. These coming months, let us as children of God give it our best shot.